Welcome to The Local Who. I'm your host, Ruth Amundsen. Today, I sat down with Kim Dowdy McCannon, who owns and runs Bell Urban Farm, which is an urban farm right smack dab in the middle of Conway, Arkansas. And urban farming is, I mean, it's basically in the name. Urban farming is farming within, you know, in or around an urban area. And Kim, in particular, Bell Urban Farm, They do uh, flowers and microgreens and they have, uh, they're currently doing beekeeping, but they're not selling honey. They're doing it for themselves right now, but I still think that's very, very cool. Yeah, microgreens, flowers, beekeeping, they have chickens and they sell their eggs. Um, They just have like a very cool miniature farm set up right in the middle of this urban neighborhood area. And this particular subject is really, really cool to me. I'm very into the idea of going back to farming as it was intended to be. I think that it's something that eventually is going to save our communities. It's going to save local communities from food insecurity and child hunger. We are just in a space right now where Food has become more about enjoyment than about sustenance, which like, of course, it's supposed to be enjoyed. It's supposed to be like fun and exciting and enjoyable, but it's what fuels our bodies. Like it's, it's so much more than just tasty, you know? And I think that eventually we're going to realize more and more that farming, you know, farming within Uh, our communities or like having your own vegetable and fruit and herb garden in your backyard is a kind of fun (laughs) and b it's just like the best way to go about this thing you know this thing of fueling your body is so much better done from like a natural stance than going to I don't want to say any place in particular going to a grocery store and picking up your groceries Because right now we do that because it's easiest, even though it may not be best. Um, So this is something that I'm just really personally interested in. And she, Bell Urban Farm, is uh, it's a CNG farm which does does not use synthetic herbicides, pesticides, fertilizers, GMOs, stuff like that. It's kind of the the whole point. Um, So I'm stoked about this conversation. It's very cool. We talk a lot about just like farming in general, but we also talk a lot about ways that you can be involved in farming in your community, specifically in places like Conway and Little Rock, the organizations that we have here, the things you can be involved in. She talks about how Bell Urban Farm is in like reaches out to their community. So the places that their food ends up going or their flowers end up going. So this is an episode that's kind of close to my heart if I'm being cheesy like it's something that I'm just personally really into so I had a great time Kim is absolutely great she's fantastic to talk to so I hope that you enjoy her just as much as I did 
to run outside and get some baby chickens inside the chicken coop because it was raining so I got really muddy and dirty oh. and then I had to jump in the shower so <laughs> <laughs> glad um, I made it here I'm I am too mm -hmm. I was so concerned when it started like earlier this morning when it was storming storming I was like oh no I hope that she's still able to come. No, but it's actually good because, I mean, I can't be outside, like, working. That's or true. doing anything right now anyway, so. But is it, your farm is actually really close to here, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, it's right like, down the street. It's, uh, like, three minutes away. That's what I thought, because it's across <laughs> the street from the library-ish? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was, like, when I was looking at the, somewhere I saw it. I think it was on your website that yeah. it, I saw that it said uh, yeah. that. Yeah, I, I mapped like, it to your house, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Super close. <laughs> well, you, why don't you go ahead and just, like, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do and what Bell Urban Farms is. Okay. Um, well, my name is Kim Doty McCannon, and I own Bell Urban Farm. So Bell Urban Farm is... A farm right here in the city of Conway. We have about an acre of land, but we grow on less than a fourth of it. So we grow a lot of cut flowers for bouquets, and we grow herbs and microgreens, mm -hmm. and we have a small flock of chickens, oh. and we sell their eggs. <laughs> So those are our main products. Um, we also partner um, with some different people like uh, New South Produce Cooperative. So we partner with them to bring a vegetable CSA to our farm each week. People can order and pick up. Um, that's veggies from all different Central Arkansas farms. Mm -hmm. They're all organic or certified naturally grown. We have a local milk pickup at our farm. Oh, wow. And also with the New South Produce Co-op, you can order local meat, local mm -hmm. cheese, local coffee, mm -hmm. breads, jams, jellies. It's, it's really cool. That's it. It's so a really partner. cool way to access local food. Y'all partner with a lot of people then. Yeah, and the, um, we also partner with the locals. Mm -hmm. It's a, a local nonprofit here in Conway, and they have the Locals Food Hub. So that's, that's a little refrigerated trailer that we park at our farm. It has a, a little thing called a, a cool bot attached to it, which is like an AC unit mm -hmm. attached to a little computer, which helps keep this insulated trailer cool so we can store our produce throughout the year, and then we can store produce from the New South uh, Farmers Co-op. I also saw that you guys have, like, these cool like wall calendars and oh uh, yeah and towels, so, things and like yeah pins. I also do some artwork so we kind of integrate our or my artwork into our farm as well mm -hmm. so usually in the winter I do calendars like farm or nature related themed calendars mm -hmm. and tea towels and we have these little um enamel chicken pins which we call hand pins oh. that we uh, we sell all these things around the holiday season especially uh, yeah it's like a mix of farming and art and just 
you know, local stuff. <laughs> How did you get into urban farming in general? Was that something mm-hmm. you did growing up or? Growing up, um, I kind of lived out in the country. We always had a garden, mm-hmm. a small garden. My parents always had a garden. So I grew up gardening, but then I went to college for biology. I got a biology oh. degree and I actually worked as a microbiologist in a lab wow. setting for about six years. And it was fun, but it was, you know, you're indoors in a lab, mm-hmm. setting at a lab bench all day. So I was kind of ready for something new. So I started volunteering at an urban farm in Little Rock mm-hmm. called Little Rock Urban Farming. And so that's what really kind of got me interested in urban farming. Mm -hmm. And so I volunteered there. I was an apprentice there for a couple years. And I really liked it. I really liked, you know, farming in the city, close to the community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool things you can do with your community that you can't do in like a rural kind of farm setting. Mm -hmm. So I decided to apply for Arkansas Garden Corps, which is an AmeriCorps service type program. Mm -hmm. And they had a position open at the Faulkner County Urban Farm Project, which is a little garden behind the Faulkner County Library here in Conway. So that's actually what got me to Conway. Were you living in Little Rock before? I Yes, okay. I was living in Little Rock before. And I I was at that garden at the library for a year. And that helped me get some experience, like, totally managing my own garden and working with the community, doing educational programs mm-hmm. with kiddos and in the community and... Then I was like, okay, well, (laughs) um, I really want to try to start my own farm. And uh, when was that? That was, oh, I don't know. I think it was 2016, 2015, 2016. Okay. Um, So. My husband, um, who lives in Conway, I I had met him, and um, we got married. He had, you know, the land we're on now, a little acre plot, Uh, so it was just a good area to start a farm, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, hey, let's give it a try, and that was about three years ago. Yeah, and that's kind of leads us to where we are today <laughs> in the timeline. <laughs> timeline. So what what is it about urban farming? Urban like you said, farming. it's very different from like mm-hmm. a rural farm setting. Yeah. What is it about urban farming that you like more? Um, I, I mean, I like, I like them both. I mean, I love just like farming in general, mm-hmm. but urban farming, it really. I mean, there's problems with it because you have a lot smaller area, Mm -hmm. um, usually. You have a lot of rules to abide by (laughs) because you're in the city. (laughs) Um, But it gives you 
a lot more opportunities, I think, to interact with your, with your community. So if that's something you're interested in, um, I think urban location really works out because we can do community events and workshops mm-hmm. and all these things right on our farm. Um, plus, we're really close to our markets. Mm-hmm. So we're just minutes away from the farmer's market and from local restaurants and, uh, you know, other other places that might want to buy our produce or flowers. I mean, we're getting to a point where local food is popular because people want to connect with their farmers or the people that grow their food. So mm-hmm. it's really easy for people just to drive by our farm, see it, come over. So what are different ways that you guys interact with the community or what do you provide for the community? Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like events, special events and workshops? Yeah, events or, or like how do community members get involved with you guys, mm-hmm. stuff like that? Uh, we try to have a couple work days per year. We just had a plant sale at the farm uh, where people can come out and buy plants that we grew, but also we had other local farmers come and bring their plants Mm -hmm. to sell. Uh, We have usually a farm-to-table style dinner once a year. Oh, cool. So people can come, see the farm. You know, we have games for the kids and music, Mm -hmm. and we have food catered from like other local producers like Rabbit Ridge Meats and um, Calvert did really good salads for us last year. We we want to get to the point where we're offering more educational workshops mm. at the farm like composting or, or like chicken keeping or canning, um, bouquet making, just I mean there's so many things we could do. But we do also go to several events within the community, like mm-hmm. EcoFest. And, um, oh, what is EcoFest? I haven't heard of that. Oh, EcoFest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, it's a really big festival that happens in the fall mm-hmm. here in Conway. It's at Laurel Park. I don't know how I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's pretty big, and it's, it's kind of all involving environmentally friendly businesses and promoting environmentally friendly practices and recycling and things like that. Yeah. Wonder House Restaurant is doing these really cool markets that we participate in. They're having a spring, summer, fall, and winter market this year. So these markets are like all local crafters, local mm-hmm. farmers, you have to hand make your products. So wow. last winter, the winter market was great because it, it was an option for local Christmas gifts. Oh. So. You say they do it, what was it, spring, summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fall? this year okay. they're doing spring, summer, fall, and winter. Okay. So they're doing one for each season. And the proceeds from the market, so when, when you apply to be a vendor at the market, you pay a fee. Mm-hmm. And the proceeds from those fees actually go to a fund, a green space fund. 
Oh, nice. So, you know, the Wonder House is sponsoring them, but most of the money that they make is going to go to a fund that will hopefully one day help us establish some green spaces in Conway. Mm -hmm. So uh, areas for uh, gardens and like uh, pollinator habitat. So a lot of mm -hmm. uh, native plant species. And is, is it going to be, is it in like the, that patio area of Wonder House or is mm -hmm. it just like all downtown of Conway? It's, so this one, spring one is going to be mainly in the patio area okay. um, around the corner of Locust and Oak Street Yeah, by the restaurant. As the, as the markets go on, the winter market will probably be the largest of the season and they'll actually shut down several streets. Oh. Um, around the restaurant. Okay. Have they done this before? They did. The very first one they did was last winter. Okay. And it was a really awesome, uh, a really good turnout. Awesome. Oh, mm -hmm. oh I hope the weather is good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. So where do – you said you guys do, like, some vegetables, herbs, and flowers mainly. Mm -hmm. So where all – what different places did your – produce end up or produce okay. and flowers end up so we have several outlets that we sell our produce or that you can order our produce through um we for our flowers we do a flower csa which is similar to a vegetable csa what's a csa so csa stands for community supported agriculture and it's basically a subscription kind of that oh. you sign up for. And you always sign up for it at the beginning of the season. So, like, you'll sign up for it in, like, late winter, early spring. Mm -hmm. um, and you're signing up for uh, for our flowers ESA. You'll sign up for three months' worth of fresh flowers. Oh. So... The reason you sign up for them so early and pay all your money in advance is because the CSA um, is made to support farmers um, in the in the early springtime when they're buying their seeds and their plants and their tools mm -hmm. and you know soil compost helps them kind of get a jump start on the season. Yeah. So is it like a like a bouquet a month or something like that? It's Ours is a bouquet a week. A week? Mm -hmm. Oh. So we have different options for Conway community members mm -hmm. and Conway businesses. Okay. So if you're, say you're just uh, a person that lives in Conway <laughs> that wants to support, support our farm and wants, you know, enjoys local flowers <laughs> uh, you can order our flower csa and you would pick it up at our farm every monday okay. so each week you get a fresh bouquet and all the flowers are grown on our farm mm -hmm. they're all certified naturally grown so that means we don't use any chemicals in the growing process it's all natural mm-hmm and we also do the flower CSA for businesses, which we actually will deliver them directly to the businesses. Oh. At the Farmer's Market, the downtown Conway Farmer's Market, that's on Parkway Street mm -hmm. in downtown Conway. Is it only on Saturdays or is it 
it's, a couple of days a week? It starts only on Saturdays, okay. and then I think during the summer it um, is Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. That's what – yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. We just go on Saturday. Okay. Uh, we – we're just too busy during the, during the middle of the week. I can imagine. And we also sell year-round um, on this online farmer's market called Conway Locally Grown. Mm-hmm. So you just go online and you can order, you know, your produce or, or flowers or eggs online. Mm-hmm. And you pick them up every Friday at a church in downtown Conway. Okay. So if you want to learn more about that their website is conway.locallygrown.net okay and we sell through new south produce cooperative so you can if you order uh, a csa from them Mm -hmm. you can add on a flower share and (laughs) you will get flowers from our farm and from several other local farms through that and I'm trying to think. Uh, Wonder House Restaurant in Conway is probably our biggest restaurant supporter. Mm-hmm. They buy our flowers and herbs and eggs and uh, microgreens. So whenever you eat there, you might see something from us on 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 your plate or on your table. <laughs> flowers. Uh, Do you think you guys would ever want to like expand and have like? farm animals or like or move your farm onto mm-hmm. a bigger piece of land or do you really enjoy like this kind of like minimal space that you have right now I I wouldn't be opposed to expanding some <laughs> um I'd probably know more animals mm-hmm. um if we could get there are a couple properties close to us that are uh, they're just vacant mm-hmm. land or field um, it would be great to to someday have them and maybe do some high tunnels on them, mm-hmm. which is like a a big covered uh, greenhouse type structure where we could do more flowers or or veggies like tomatoes or something that we could grow mm-hmm. that we can't really grow now because they really enjoy growing in a high tunnel covered mm-hmm. up from the from the rain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't – I would like to expand a little bit in the future, but not much because I think we're doing it at a scale now that's pretty sustainable mm-hmm. for myself since yeah. I'm the only one who works on the farm full-time. Okay. I mean, my husband, of course, helps, but he has another full-time job. Mm-hmm. So even with the farm, like at a fourth an acre, uh, it's really – all that I can handle right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to expand too big. So what all like veggies and microgreens and stuff do you have Mm -hmm. on your farm? Right now we have flowers, lots of flowers, uh, at least 10 to 15 different varieties of flowers, herbs, which we do herb bouquets with, which is like a bouquet of sage and basil and thyme oregano like all the herbs that are in season so you can buy a bouquet and just keep it in your kitchen like by your by your um stove and just pick off of it during the week yeah 
Uh, so, and we have, we're doing garlic right now, which we'll harvest early this summer. And microgreens, we do pea shoots every week, and then we do a blend of microgreens every week. And it kind of varies with the season mm-hmm. of what we grow, but usually it'll be like a mix of pea shoots, radish, sunflower shoots, mm-hmm. kale, um, amaranth, broccoli, cabbage, things like that. Yeah. We have done greens like lettuce mixes and kales and Swiss chards and things, which we might get into again in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have limited space. Yeah. <laughs> we try to <laughs> we try to really focus on what's profitable for us, and we found that's really flowers, yeah, and microgreens. So, and of course, we have the chickens, and we have bees. We have bees now, two hives. Oh, so we have a, a friend that is helping us with our beekeeping. Uh, so I, maybe one day we'll have some honey, but we uh, we'll probably just mainly <laughs> use it for ourselves because yeah. we eat a lot of honey. So how much? I would assume that you guys like personally for your family. You don't ever buy like herbs or eggs or anything like that. Uh, we definitely don't buy it. Eggs. <laughs> our our herbs are, you know, microgreens. We always have a ton of those. And we actually get veggies through New South Produce Co-op. Yeah. And, you know, farmer's market, commonly locally grown. So the only thing we really purchase is, you know, like dry goods or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of weird when I go to Kroger, like, my basket is full of, like, no healthy-looking food whatsoever. Like, there's nothing green in my cart ever. No it's vegetable. It's like a promise. I eat and vegetables. <laughs> I feel like, and, like, I'm a farmer, and I'm trying to promote local food and healthy eating, yeah. and when people see me at Kroger, totally, I think they're judging my cart. That's but, so funny. I mean, yeah, we get... Uh, pretty much all of our our produce locally, which is really cool. That's awesome. Meat, meat and cheese and milk and mm-hmm. you know. Where do you get meat from locally? Uh, well, you can get it at the farmers market. Oh, I guess. I and guess you, you can, can get it uh, from you know con- any of these places I mentioned. Mm-hmm. We get some from Grassroots mm-hmm. too, which is a meat. Uh, meat cooperative okay and uh rabbit ridge farms they're one of our favorite local meat producers and you Mm -hmm. can you can uh, get meat from their farm um or they sell it at one place they have it like frozen in the freezer locally here is make a mill which is a little uh prepared meal place Mm -hmm. here in Conway on Prince Street. So if you're ever like, oh, I need a pack of ground beef and I don't – like I would rather buy local meat. Yeah. You can go to this make-a-meal place and just get some. I need to remember that. I did Mm -hmm. not know that that was a place. Yeah, I didn't either (laughs) until a few months ago. Grassroots Co-op, you can order meat online. It ships straight to your door. Mm -hmm. Uh, Conway Locally Grown, you can order it weekly. 
and through New South you can order it. Okay. There's all these options now where you can get local food, but they're still kind of uh, like uh, secrets. I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't know about them. So like uh, 10 years ago or five years ago, I feel like it was a lot harder I, for yeah, me to like access local meat, especially. Mm-hmm. I went through a vegetarian and vegan phase just because I couldn't access humanely raised meat yeah but now it's so easy so mm-hmm. i can enjoy meat again yeah <laughs> <laughs> and not feel guilty <laughs> exactly <laughs> so well i saw on your website that your husband has done some documentaries on like childhood hunger and food insecurity in arkansas mm-hmm. and i was curious how you think urban farming could like either currently plays a part or could play a part in food insecurity yeah i mean he's he's not completed these but he is currently working on them um i think i mean i think urban farming is probably critical like urban farming community gardens are really gonna play a big role Mm -hmm. i mean now and in the future with combating food insecurity because I mean, I'm sure you've heard the statistics, like one in four kids in Arkansas mm-hmm. suffers from food insecurity. Um, and it's just, it's it's really hard to to picture that when, you know, I'm, I'm a farmer. I mean, I have tons of food. I have food everywhere, easy access. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, either they don't have the money or they live in food deserts. Mm-hmm. But just having more pockets of urban farms, community gardens, like scattered across the city will really help um, both provide food and teach people how to grow their own food. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that is kind of, a lost art form kind mm-hmm. of and i mean it's it's not easy really no. to grow food and uh, but all you need is is somebody to teach you yeah uh, i think we've also gotten to a point mm-hmm. where there's <clears throat> like when you grow your own food it requires so much time and attention and like if you're not doing it as to make a living Right. And you have a job and right. you need to like put all this because mm-hmm. I have a friend who um, has a his family has like I mean not like a real farm but they grow some you know vegetables and herbs and stuff and they have chickens and rabbits that they um, use the chickens chicken eggs they'll also go through a bunch and they'll use it for the meat they use the meat from the rabbits all that good stuff but he has like five siblings so mm-hmm. their family just essentially gives it to them they're like okay when you get home from school you need to do this this and this but like if it was just his parents living by himself there's I mean they wouldn't have the time or the ability to do that yeah which I think is so sad yeah because I would love to Mm -hmm. like we just moved into this house in August and I have all these grand plans (laughs) (laughs) to have like a vegetable garden yeah and I would love to grow more than like two or three vegetables and it's yeah, I have no idea like how I would have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, another uh, thing I want to mention is, well, I've talked about it a little bit before, but the Faulkner County Urban Farm Project. Mm-hmm. It's a garden behind the library on Tyler Street, 
and they have two community work days mm-hmm. per week, one on Sunday, one on Thursday. So that gives people an opportunity to go there and learn how to garden, like volunteer. And all the produce that they grow is either taken home by volunteers mm-hmm. or is donated to a food pantry. That's really So, cool. I mean, you can go and volunteer and then leave with some veggies. And also they just started a community garden. So really? you can go volunteer, volunteer in their big garden or you can get your own little plot that's like all yours. Wow. I so, did not know that. Yeah. This is, is that a, also behind the library? It is. Okay. Yeah. And if like you live in an apartment or you live in a house that's super shady mm-hmm. and you just you don't have this the space or this sunlight to grow veggies, you can get one of these little community plots mm-hmm. and then have um, access to people. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Ott is the is the garden programmer that works there, so you can ask him questions and he can help you. Awesome. And just one more thing I want to mention about food insecurity. Yes. Is we work with the locals mm-hmm. on a, a food recovery program. So we work with the locals and the Harp store. Mm-hmm. on on um, Oak Street here in Conway to recover produce yeah. from them. We do it twice a week. And what that means is uh, volunteers just go in there and get produce that would normally be thrown in their dumpster because it's it's like nearing expiration date. So yeah. they they have to pull it off their shelves, but it's still completely good, you yeah. know. So we go through it and we kind of divide it up into, okay, this stuff is still really good. Mm -hmm. And then that's donated to local schools or pantries. Mm -hmm. And then we take stuff that's, um, it's kind of starting to go bad. So we put it in our compost, um, compost section. And then once a week, the compost goes to, the Faulkner County Urban Farm Project, and then once a week it comes to Bell Urban Farm. Nice. So we put it in our compost pile. And uh, if anybody's interested in signing up to volunteer for that program, mm-hmm. we totally need some volunteers. And what's that called again? <laughs> it's called the Food Recovery Program, and you can sign up to volunteer through the locals' website, which is thelocals.b. So B and yeah, we especially need volunteers in the summer because we normally work with college students, but Mm -hmm. you know, everybody goes home during the summer. Yeah. Um, It's really awesome. I mean, I think we could solve a lot of our food insecurity problems here just by not wasting so much food. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy. And I think you're right that like, education is such a big part of it too like if people just knew how to do it they would do it more often I think because I know like I have limited limited farming knowledge I would not call it farming knowledge I would call it like herb garden knowledge (laughs) (laughs) um but like the more that I know the more that I'm like this is I mean yeah it's hard work but this is Mm -hmm. 100% something that I could do myself if I wanted to yeah I think people just get scared 
mm-hmm. buy it. And um, I think the key to like growing any good garden, even if you don't know what you're doing, is <laughs> to start with the soil and just make sure you have healthy soil. You can get healthy soil by adding, you know, more compost mm-hmm. to it. You know, compost, buy some compost. Put some wood chips in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I t- try to attract some worms. <laughs> they make it really healthy. So. so once you get your soil healthy, then you shouldn't have any problem growing. Yeah. Veggies. Yeah. So I, does mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of sounds like it. I could be wrong. Did your microbiology background help at all when you decided to mm-hmm. start doing farming? Uh, <laughs> I think it did a little, but more just my interest in Mm -hmm. biology and science in general yeah like my microbiology was more focused on um like blood and (laughs) blood serum and (laughs) and you know viruses and and things like that um that's such a switch yeah more (laughs) and more immunology I guess you would say but yeah, looking back, I wish I had done more um, ecology type subjects mm-hmm. in college. But <laughs> oh well, <laughs> here, here we are. That's just a, so like I know I hear people all the time who are like, "Well, I did this and then I switched to this." But microbiology to farming, like working as like a scientist in a lab to farming, yeah, as a switch switch. That's a yeah, big switch. I mean it's 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 a big switch, but kind of also similar in some ways really um i don't know just because i feel like they're both really science related they are yeah but uh yeah i mean there are just there are tons of books i've read though that have helped with my knowledge of farming Mm -hmm. and just creating healthy soil yeah um like regenerative like you mentioned earlier Mm mm-hmm we're, I mean, we're trying to improve our soil season mm-hmm. after season and, and not not deplete it, which is what happens on a lot of uh, large-scale farms. Yeah. How, I'm curious as to how you do that with plants, like vegetation. We, I know in regenerative farming, you know, you move livestock from, like, one patch to another mm-hmm. so that the land from the first bit revitalizes and kind of cures itself yeah you how do you do that when you have Mm -hmm. plants that are already planted in one place and you know they're going to come back there yeah well we we really don't have a lot of perennial plants so Mm -hmm. mainly what we grow are annuals so we are like each bed of like say flowers we're going to probably We'll either plant them in the spring and then pull them out in the summer. Okay. Or pull them out in the fall. Mm-hmm. So each time we pull flowers out of a bed, mm-hmm. um, it depends on what they are. Sometimes we just cut them and let the roots decompose in the soil, which is good. But if we don't have enough time to let that happen, since we're at such a small scale, a lot of times we just have to pull the whole plant up because yeah. we're going to be planting another plant like right and after. Yeah. So what we do is, you know, when we're flipping a bed, we'll pull all the plants up. And then every time we add new compost to the bed, we add um, 
we get a composted chicken manure. Mm-hmm. We add that to the bed every time and mix it in before we plant our new plants. Um, and then at the in, during the fall, uh, sometimes we'll let the bed rest for a little, but we still want to work on building up the soil. Mm-hmm. So recently we've been planting cover crops, which are crops like clover, oh. our, our um, buckwheat. It, just, it depends on what time of year you plant, but things like clover, rye, buckwheat, mm-hmm. uh, you plant them and just let them grow. They're not really to harvest, but what they do is increase the nitrogen in the soil, which is kind of like fertilizer for the soil. Yeah. So in the spring, when you're ready to plant, you just uh, kind of till those guys in or, or cut them down and let them actually decompose into the soil. The worst thing that you can do for your garden is to have it like totally like blank and empty and have the soil just bare because oh. every time it rains, it's going to like wash away your topsoil and your, mm-hmm. your nutrients. So the best thing you can do is always have something planted there, yeah. whether it's vegetables that you're like actually eating or just to cover crops that you're just letting yeah. grow until you can use the space again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were really like fairly self-taught like you just decided you wanted to learn and yeah well I learned I learned a lot by volunteering and doing that apprenticeship at at Little Rock Urban Farming oh yeah I forgot about that uh most of the other stuff is from reading and just self-education trial and error error. (laughs) uh always very nice well, thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I'm crossing my fingers for your Mother's Day bouquets. Uh, thank you. Next year, <laughs> maybe. I hope so. <laughs>